Hey and welcome to Here If You Need. I'm Jennifer and I'll be joined by my BFF Amy and we're here if you need to talk through the stuff that as women we're told not to talk about. On today's episode we're going to talk about Australia's reality TV diversity problem, in particular the new season of The Bachelor, that racist rant and why it was way more problematic than people even realise. Are you ready to delve into this Amy? I am so ready. I'm so excited because I am a massive Bachelor fan. I'm actually the commissioner of my Bachelor League. I run a group. (laughs) Um, I have a whole spreadsheet for this season and who's picked, who got who in the picks and what their kind of cheat sheet, you know, how they presented themselves in the first two episodes. Um, Obviously, the (laughs) Zoe Claire has just got Ranga next to her name. So, (laughs) yeah. We're very like, and we're all, um, it's really cute. Our group chat, we all get so into it. Um, and we don't really, we don't hang out in real life. Some of them live in different cities, but it's really wholesome. And like when it's off season for bachelor, we'll, if it's someone's birthday, there'll be like a little birthday shout out in the group chat. So it's really wholesome. So I love bachelor season because I get to connect with my little batchy group again. So it's a great time of year for me. <laughs> That's amazing. I remember when I was part of that group, I think I was living in London. And I was trying to like still watch it. So I was getting up at, I think one time I got up at like four in the morning to, <laughs> to join in on yeah. like the chat. And I was like, this is no longer sustainable. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, we're very turbo as well. Like we will just talk nonstop. Like it, at, at one point we had about five members in the group that were just not present. And I was like, we have to boot them out. They've obviously muted us and they've been too polite to leave. So we've got to boot them. So we started fresh <laughs> this season with the OGs, the ones that are really committed to the cause. So I'm very proud of that. Got a good group going. <laughs> That's exciting. Well, yeah, I... I've got a lot to say about uh, this this season, uh, about a lot of things, um, yeah. and I don't really know where to start. Um, I just think that this season is really bad, um, yeah. and I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if it's because I've been away from Australia for so long, but I am so irritated with everyone's accents. Um, that's my first oh my issue with this season. And like Lockie is is like he's attractive. I'm I'll give him that. He's hot. But he's so Australian that I'm actually finding it really frustrating. I'm like, oh, ugh, is that what I sound oh like? I completely disagree with you. I think he's the hottest bachelor that we've ever had. He is incredibly sexy. He like I think he's no. incredibly sexy as well. He just like sounds horrible. When you look back at like other seasons, like Matt last year and um, like Richie's season as well, those bachelors are very like robotic in the way that they approached being the bachelor. Like you could tell they just had an earpiece and were being told what to say. And Lockie seems a little bit more organic. I don't know. Some of the stuff he says, I'm like, oh, it reminds me of Honey Badger season where he was just like off the cuff and kind of a little bit bogan, which I love in a man myself. So <laughs> well, I think too, because he's already been on uh, Survivor, so he already kind of knows reality TV format. So I yeah. think that's probably why he's a little bit more kind of he's relaxed. Very seasoned. He's a very seasoned yeah. reality TV contestant, and I think he's also yeah. had an opportunity to show who he is on Survivor. So it would be pointless to start acting different on The Bachelor. So totally, yeah. Well, I guess I'm just really annoyed at at the casting. As per usual, like I'm not surprised, but then I'm 
the thing that's got me the most upset as it has like a lot of people and I think that's why they've kept it in the edit which I have yeah like I, I actually disagree with but that's the the rant that Zoe Claire made about <laughs> her being oppressed because she's a redhead and I think it's it's not even the rant it was the way I just think that the first episode in general was very, very problematic. It was very racist and it just really highlighted the lack of diversity in the editing rooms <laughs> um, because if there was people of colour in those rooms, I don't think they would have gone to air with with what went to air. I think it's interesting. Yeah, look, I think it's interesting that you say that because I – disagree <laughs> I um I kind of liked the fact that they kept in all of the shitty racist stuff because it it's like it shows the like Australian culture in the sense that they kind of all the other girls when when there were racist jokes being made um by Zoe Claire about Ariba the other girls kind of laughed it off and I think that that's peak Aussie culture where you just kind of laugh it off even though it's extremely offensive and extremely racist. Like I know Zoe Claire was making references saying that Ariba should like fly off on a magic carpet and making jokes about her name and things like that. And it was extremely racist. And I kind of like that they kept that in because it shows, it, I even, you know what, her rant about being a ranger, it has to be one of the most iconic moments um, and hilarious moments of reality TV in 2020. As much as it was disgusting, I don't, there's no, the audience has come, like, there's no way anyone sees her as the hero. Like everyone recognizes that what she did was extremely messed up and her take was very um, ignorant and just had no kind of, like, it was just not reality and <laughs> just completely delusional. And I think she's being like completely razzed online. Like she's being dragged pretty badly to the point where I feel a little bit bad for her. Like she's had to turn off comments on her Instagram and it must be incredibly embarrassing watching that back. I don't think I could have watched that back if I was her. But the thing is, she's also extremely drunk. So there is like a really lack of lack of duty of care there from the producers. Like I think that's the first time someone's not made it to a rose ceremony because they've been so drunk. Like people have made it, um, haven't made it because they've been genuinely ill before and they've caught a bug or they've got a cold or something. But there's in the history of the Australian Bachelor, no one has been so wasted that they weren't able to make it to the rose ceremony. So what she said was completely messed up. But in yeah, I'm kind of glad they showed it because it just shows like the microaggressions that white people in Australia do on a daily basis like it just not normalizes it but I don't know I think it would have been worse if they'd taken it out and then Ariba had come out saying you know Zoe Claire was actually really racist to me but they cut that out I think that would have made me furious now that I've heard you explain yeah. why you kind of don't agree with me I get it um yeah and I get your side too though I totally understand your side though yeah, and I think I I feel like my biggest frustration is, yes, Zoe Claire was allowed to get that wasted, but a lot of people are saying, and, and, and I guess this is part of the, the after effect of the episode, and that's probably why I'm so much more angry, is yeah. that so many people are like, oh, but she was just drunk, and almost yeah. like excusing her behaviour and her comments because she was drunk. Um, and I think a lot of people aren't talking about how problematic that episode was, especially uh, a lot of the big social media accounts that pledged to kind of be better allies after Blackout Tuesday 
and Mm. listen and call out racism when they hear it and see it but instead they're not and they're kind of continuing the joke about it and I think my biggest my biggest thing in all of this is is are the memes and stuff coming out of just the whole situation and and like it's one one particular account well one account in particular sorry they're probably a very big account that could have really taken a stance and listened to a lot of women of color in Australia that had been calling out the episode and and be amplifying their voices but instead they've chosen to share a meme uh that I think is really really in poor taste not just because of like the 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 context and and continuing to share what Zoe Claire said and laugh about it rather than call it out for racism but it was a meme that was pulled from Twitter that juxtaposed Rosa Parks and Zoe Claire saying that Rosa Parks mm. walked so that Zoe Claire could run it's just especially especially given the time that we're currently in like it's just it's such a bad meme to have made period um but then for it to be shared so much um it's just really irked me and and we'll get into it later in the episode because that's actually an example of digital blackface and I want to continue that the bachelor chat right now so I'm kind of like I've got so much to say that I'm like (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny because I've also I've got a, a little bit of a different take to you with that meme um but we can talk about it a little bit more later as well um before we get too far away from the zoe claire thing completely agree with you with the fact that people are kind of brushing off by what she said uh what she said just because of the fact that she was drunk um what i'm saying is that she was incredibly drunk and she still said what she said i'm not trying to make excuses for her because i think deep down she genuinely does feel that way i think that normally what happens with people that um have those racist ideas is that they try and keep them hidden and the alcohol really brought it out so i think it's always been there and it was just amplified by the alcohol um but it was just it that whole speech I just I feel like I just want to memorize it word for word like I know that it's um it's like she's so problematic and the thing and what she said it's just so ridiculous <laughs> like it's crazy and at one point the producer turns to her and they're like has anyone said anything to you about your red hair is that why you're upset about it and she's like no no yeah <laughs> she walked in and she was like I'm like gonna be the standout I'm the only one with red hair she it was like she triggered herself like she's clearly very yeah. sensitive about her red hair and she kind of triggered herself and then thoughts and then it was so drunk that she thought someone else had said something but then no one had said anything except her and like the whole thing is just so stupid it makes for great reality tv but I do feel um as much as she said something really shitty I feel I do feel a little bit bad for her like it's so embarrassing can you imagine if you were her like it's just so embarrassing and it makes no sense I think the reason why so many memes have been made out of it is because it's so ridiculous that it's laughable but I agree with what you say it's frustrating when big accounts make the kind of share the memes and make the jokes and everything and then they were the ones that were kind of the first you know first people to be like we're doing the best we can as a brand and post our little black square and you know do whatever we were going to do in that time not actually give any money or resources but just show it on social media they're the first people to do that and then they're the first people to share jokes but not actually condemn the racist behavior towards Ariba which I think yeah. is interesting. I think if you're going to like, look to me, the meme, I know that it, it's upset you a little bit, but to me, I think it's very obvious that the joke is on Zoe Claire 
and it's kind of like making fun of her in the situation, which I kind of find quite funny, to be honest. But um, but you can't just share the meme and not condemn her behavior because I think that that two go hand in hand, you know. <laughs> I, I still want to keep on that on the um, the rant because the the stupid music and the fact that you know you're you're laughing about it as as it being iconic and all of that sort of thing, um, it 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 does kind of allow it to become this like drunk tantrum and and almost comical. Yeah comicalized that's not a word but you know what I mean like it, yeah. it makes it into a joke but what we've seen especially in America is the weaponization of whiteness and by Zoe crying in that way and and people feeling sorry for her it actually makes her the victim now even though she did the wrong thing people are like I feel sorry yeah. for her like she's going to be torn to shreds you know which I don't feel sorry for her. If you're a racist and you get caught being a racist, I have no fucking sympathy. Like it's just yeah, not okay. I get that. And 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 I think you know we probably do have different views because, like I I I feel like I'm just living and breathing it every day in America right now. And yeah, I also feel that people just aren't clicking with the connection between racism in Australia and racism in America. And these examples that we're literally, it's so fucking blatantly obvious on our screens right now and no one is actually putting two and two together that these are really dangerous things. And, like, the fact that, you know, Zoe Claire is almost, like, victimised now and then Ariba is painted as this villain on the show by producers, even though, like, Zoe Claire did the wrong thing and people are laughing at her, people are laughing at her but also feeling sorry for her. Whereas no one's feeling sorry yeah. for a Reba that she's being painted as as this bossy uh, villain, which in actual fact, I just think she's really confident and successful and people are threatened by that. I think that, I think Ariba is very cocky. Like some of the things she says when she's like, I don't want just one rose. I want all the roses. I'm like, babe, you've seen this show. Come on. Like you're not making it any easier for us. Come on. Like we want to love you. Just like chill out a little bit, but I totally see what you're saying. But I think as well, I'm conscious of the fact that when I say I feel really bad for her, I'm conscious of the fact that like, like being on reality TV these days and being ripped to shreds, like, yeah, obviously she says something really racist and I'm, I don't feel sorry for her in that sense, but I do feel want to be conscious of the fact that that a lot of reality tv stars have killed themselves because of being in these situations before and yes she did something really awful do I think that she deserves hate to the point where she suffers like mental health issues to the point where she wants to kill herself no probably like do you know what no, I mean I'm sorry for it. yeah and I don't think I'm saying it at all but I'm just thinking yeah. like yeah I think it's hard like I definitely I don't I, like I feel sorry for her in the sense that like She's just fucked up her life. Like it's going to be, you know, this is going to follow her around for years and years. And it should, but not. I, ju I just wouldn't want it to affect her mental health in any way. That's all, you know. Yeah, but, you know, but I actually, I have like little faith in in that because I actually feel like she's probably going to come out of it with a podcast and and go on Bachelor in Paradise next year and redeem herself and probably end up with like a presenting gig doing something. And, and it's just like, that's just kind of how it goes in Australia. And I'm not saying she doesn't deserve to have any, any opportunities ever, but I just feel like people are going to forget that she was racist because it's like, oh, whatever. It's, it's, too, it's too easy for Australians to just not deal with the issue. And it's not yeah. even 
like let's let's take Zoe Claire out of it now. Like she said what she said, whatever. But it's about now having the conversations. Now that that conversation's been put on like prime time television for everyone to see, now it's a chance to actually have a conversation with your friends and families and and on social media about how bad it is. And it's just not happening. And I think that's what I'm that's I that's what I'm the most mad about that no one is actually yeah. having that conversation and it is again the, the women of color having these conversations and no one listening to us yeah I agree I think that it's the focus should be more on Ariba rather than Zoe Claire um and I think this has and look um Ariba is who she is and she's a very very confident person I think the the reason why people have skimmed past it so quickly and it's ignorant the way that it's happened is because she just took it in stride which she shouldn't have to um but I think the way that she was like it's like her line has been like made iconic now and it will always be in Bachelor franchise same as with Kira being like game on mole where she was like thank you for your feedback and she just smiled and moved on and I think it's because she's so used to taking these microaggressions that she just doesn't even let it affect her anymore that does that's not to say that we shouldn't be calling it out but I think that's the reason why it will affect her because because it it does affect people and the fact that you know I feel like sorry I I feel like I'm interrupting you and I I really don't want to be doing that but it's like suppressing all of these microaggressions over time it's traumatic and we've built like every single person of color every single black person every single indigenous person has built this resilience to these microaggressions day in day out and we, we do, we're, we're like, yeah, cool, whatever, because we have to just deal with it because no one, like, it's never going to stop unless yeah. we, we start talking about it now. And sadly, you know, you know, we're, we're a podcast of, of two, two black women and we're probably not going to be taken seriously either. We need our white allies to be the ones having this <laughs> conversation, but they're not going to. Um, yeah. But, like, I think we should move on from, that yeah. incident because there's still so many others in the episode I that know. I would like to talk about <laughs> and that's where it's so problematic so let's start <laughs> at the entrance of all of the contestants yeah um, the music <laughs> oh it's so bad isn't it just everything and then I think the first the first issue that I I noticed I like wrote everything down <laughs> it was like as they were arriving I was like da, 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 da was uh Laura bagging the ceremonial the Lebanese ceremonial drums that um the dean came in with being like she's like I hate those drums like I just don't get it and that is very dismissive and yeah when you know she was talking about Bali and it just showed like and this is the thing Laura is an example of a group of Australians so it's not just like this one girl that has this view it's quite a lot of Australians that have this view and it's like this it just shows I think we were talking about it it just shows like the ignorance that a lot of Australians have um especially like you know surrounding developing countries and and just saying like well it's dangerous and you can't brush your teeth there and and (laughs) like it's dumb and you laugh at it but it's just like really really babe like so ignorant so as much as it's a racism issue, it's definitely a classist issue as well. Like she's obviously very well off when she talks about, you know, previous boyfriends buying her expensive, you know, name brand bags. And she obviously lives life to like a certain degree of like upper middle class 
probably more upper class than middle class. Um, so I think that it's a like case of classism as well. Like she kind of looks down on the fact that, you know, he wouldn't be that interested in like buying her a birthday present and things like that. Like it's all about kind of cash value to her. So it is a racist yeah. issue with her, but it's also a, like she's got a double whammy. She's like got a classist issue as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's just a train wreck, that one. I don't even know. Like, She's just got a lot of, she's got to go to therapy. She's got a lot of shit she's got to work on. Um, and it's just complete ignorance. Like she's just like, and the thing is like, it, it's ignorance, but it's also, she knows what she's saying. She knows the reaction it's going to get. And you can see her even like looking for a reaction from Lockie when she's like, yeah, my ex-boyfriend bought me a Louis Vuitton bag. What are you going to get me? Like she's looking for that reaction. She wants people to match it. So she probably tend to be like, well, I'll buy you two bags or something, which is just like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, but I love that she's a villain. I love that they've made her a villain in that sense, because that's obviously good editing because she is a villain, you know? Yeah. I, I love shit. the memes coming out of her being compared to, to Kim from Cat and Kim. <laughs> Oh my god, I haven't seen those, but that sounds amazing. I'm gonna look them up after we finish this. That's hilarious. I guess the next thing I literally have like four more dot points of things that I okay. I noticed. So I'm gonna move on to the next one, otherwise we're gonna run out of time. Yeah, but we did touch on it before. It was Zoe Claire and a I think two other girls mocking Reba's name, calling yeah. her Abracadabra, and that is like so fucking racist. And I'm so I'm trying mean. not to care. But I'm also, this is who I am. And if it warrants swearing, I'm going to swear. And it is not only mean, it's like, it, that's kind of schoolyard bullying. It reminds me, it really triggers me and brings me back to when I was at school and I was teased for being different. And like, I laugh at it now, but people used to make fun of my last name and I feel like you're going to laugh at me, Amy. But mm-hmm. people, <laughs> I feel like, this is just a, a, a coping mechanism, but people used to call me Attila Mole. Oh, Jen, uh, I have a similar story. Oh, my God, that makes me so sad. funny. But then it's like that was always like I was like teased for that. But then in kind of my older years, I would try and correct them when I when they said my name wrong. And they were like, oh, whatever, no, it's too hard. Like, and, and just didn't make any effort to say my name properly. And it's not that hard. I even give an explanation, like my mum uses. It's like a tiller's a hun and a windmill, a tiller mill. And yeah. then you can never get it wrong. But people still did. Kyle Mile, Atamili. But I think Amatil was the funniest one because maybe they are, maybe they were just dyslexic. But I was like, the T definitely comes before the M. Yeah. Well, when I was um, in school, especially when I was younger, I did nippers, which for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's yeah. like junior junior surf lifesaving. So I spent maybe like three days at the beach a week. And when I'm, as soon as I get into the sun, my skin tone, my skin tone changes throughout winter and summer. As soon as I get in the sun, I go really dark really quickly. Um, and in winter, I tend to stay like a lighter color. Um, so all through summer, my surname growing up um, was Monk. <laughs> and so I was Amy Monk and everyone used to call me monkey because <laughs> I was so brown which is so oh, racist yeah so 
I know. And I was like, this is so mean. And I was also kind of goofy looking as well. So it was just like, oh, this is so mean. And I was also like kind of the class clown too. So it kind of all fit. I just tried to take it on board. And then um, my parents got married. So my dad is like my stepdad. And when they got married, they were like, do you want to change your surname? I was like, yes, that sounds so nice. And then people won't call me monkey anymore. So my name changed to Amy Gambrel, which of course then made everyone start calling me Amy Gorilla. (laughs) So I just couldn't win. Like it was so awful. Um, I know it's so mean, but at the time I was like, kind of laughed it off. And now I'm like, oh no, that's trauma. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I'm just, I'm actually speechless. I'm like, that's so I know, isn't that mean? Yeah, it's so weird (laughs) to think of now like that. Like, I mean, look, it probably still would happen in Australian school um Australian yeah. schools but like it's just so weird to think of like no one in my life would say that to me now like what are we like it's just such a weird take so yeah oh man yeah man, man, no man. I totally get it when people don't like when they use your name to mock you it's like horrible so you know with Ariba them saying she should go and fly away on her magic carpet and calling her um what, what else did they they mispronounced it by calling her like abracadabra and all this stuff and it was just horrible like so mean yeah. and so unnecessary you know I feel like as well like Ariba's a very big personality like you could uh, like you could make fun of her in so many ways you could be like she's so cocky like she's so bossy like you know she's so you know there's so many yeah. ways that you could make fun of her it's in the fact that they jumped straight to race was you know it just says it all really doesn't it it, it really does and it, it it kind of sucks because there's no representation anywhere of like kind of multicultural Australia I feel in reality tele- television well there there is but I'll get to that in a sec um but especially with women and then when there's a woman of color on a reality television show she's never painted in a positive light she's always aggressive or arrogant or even if she, even if she is but it's always like the edit is so um negative towards her it always yeah. always like rates a certain stereotype that we kind of hold towards black women or all women of color um as them being just different and and outspoken and and it's it's really bad um to be fair as much as I've said that she's a little bit arrogant and cocky um now that I'm thinking about it more Vaku who was on um the Honey Badgers season, I believe she was also given the cocky edit as was Mary with the last season yep. with Matt. So it does seem to be a running theme where it's like the mysterious kind of like music where it's kind of, it's not technically villain music, but it's kind of quirky and like you can tell it's going to be like a bossy or arrogant girl. Um, yep. So <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great Bachelor franchise. <laughs> yeah. And I think, it, it's it's so funny because like there was an article written back in 2017 um, on Junkie by Osman Faruqi and he brought up the issue of diversity on reality television shows and he basically said that according to te- uh, Australian television producers, multicultural Australia can only cook, dance and sing but are not worthy mm-hmm. of being loved. And like when you do think about it, there, there was <sighs> The Bachelor is a show that like revolves around sex and like I yeah I'm reading like what he wrote but I I don't want to say fucking too much because it's basically like let's not beat around the bush the bachelor is a show that revolves around fucking the bachelor wants to fuck the contestants want to fuck the audience wants to fuck the bachelor and or the contestants there's no judgment here it's just the best way to summarize the show 
So when the yeah. show features an entirely white cast, the message being sent by the producers is that Australians don't want to fuck people who aren't white. And yeah. I couldn't agree more. And the fact that it's 2020 and that was written back in 2017 and it still applies is really fucking depressing. And that leads me to my next <laughs> point. <laughs> What's your next Which point? Is- Come on. <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> I'm so many points about this, but it is when people are then talking about uh, there only being one woman of colour and she's getting a poor edit, they're mm. forgetting the fact that colorism is really real. There are a few more contestants on The Bachelor that are actually people of colour or ethnically diverse and they kind of don't really appear it. And, and that's colorism, which is also an issue that, you know, saying that lighter skin is more desirable. Um, and so mm. there's actually, there's, there's more diversity on that, on that show than, than what people actually realize. And, and then we don't realize that that's actually our unconscious bias, like in the mix. I mean, to be fair, there is more diversity on the show, but there's 23 contestants and five of them. Yeah are ethnically diverse. So <laughs> there is more diversity, but it's five out of 23. So, you know, <laughs> not that amazing. The contestants are generally skinny, white, blonde girls, which is that Australian stereotype of beauty. Um, yeah, there's like 12 contestants out of 23 that are um, white and blonde. And then... And they all just look the same. Like, God, like bless them. They're obviously all beautiful, but oh my God, I, I don't think I could tell these women apart if I walked walked past them on the street. They just look exactly the same. Well, that's why I said I was glad <laughs> that you have the, the spreadsheet of all their names because I was just going to say the blonde girl. There's so many. <laughs> on my cheat sheet, I've got like the one that says eyebrows a lot, the one that likes burritos because apparently liking burritos is a personality trait in 2020. Yeah. you know <laughs> so um and then I've got like villain next to a few of the blondes a few of the blondes are villain which we love you know <laughs> so yeah 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 at least they can get the villain <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's disappointing um I applied to the bachelor a couple of years ago and I got through to um I had a phone interview Ooh. and I got a Skype interview after that and then I went for a group interview in person and then I was asked to come back again and I freaked out and I was like, nope, <laughs> not doing it. Um, and I cancelled. And then a week after I cancelled, they announced Matty J as The Bachelor and I was like, fuck, he's so hot. Yeah, you could have snatched that up. I know. In saying that, they've never had anyone above a size 10 on The Bachelor. So, you know, I don't know if I would have made it past that next point. But um, I will. I think that if I'm still single, um by the time they're doing applications for next year I've kind of made a commitment to myself that I'll apply again and see how far it goes because at the end of the day we you know I I complain so much about there not being enough diversity not even so much just with you know ethnicity but also with size you know it'd be great to see like plus size women on The Bachelor I think a lot of people would love that um but you know you've got to apply (laughs) you've got to actually see it's not encouraging when you see the same figure year after year after year and that's probably why so many you know plus size women don't apply but you've got to you you don't really you can't really change anything if you're not pushing for it so I will apply next year stay tuned I'll be famous this time next year just you watch I'll be selling teeth whiteners and I'll be what else will I be doing I'll be on podcast 
<laughs> well, who knows? You know, what else could I sell? What are those, you know, those um, hair removal <laughs> lasers? <laughs> Look, promise me if you do do it, if you do have to resort to like sponsorship deals, just like be so fucking sarcastic and don't take it seriously. This yeah. is a sponsored post and I don't care. <laughs> no, I feel like if I was going to do sponsored posts, I'd do it for like adult diapers or something like that. Like I'd really take it to the next <laughs> level. <laughs> you know how like Lisa Renna from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she's like a spokesperson for adult diapers because so it pays so well. Yeah. I would absolutely do that, you know, like if I was going to be a social media <laughs> <laughs> icon. <laughs> I want to say that I want it like I want you to actually create yeah. a sponsored ad for me of an adult diaper, or like yeah. or like um not laxatives but like diarrhea tablets or something like that because I feel like laxatives yeah. is a slippery slope but like um diarrhea tablets or something like, like that or, I don't know just like really gross shit that you wouldn't like thrush you know thrush cream. <laughs> UTI, antibiotics, like what else? <laughs> tampon, no, not tampons, they're bad for you, but like the menstrual cups and the period pants and yeah, I would do all that stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. do the teeth whitening. <laughs> I'd get veneers though. I'd get someone to, I'd get a dentist to pay for my veneers for oh, sure. Totes on the go. So I want to talk about digital blackface now. I'm not as educated on it as I would like to be. And, you know, obviously knowing that we were recording this episode, I was looking into it a little bit. And the whole thing confuses me because I guess maybe maybe it's because I've done it before. I've definitely done digital blackface mm. before. So I guess maybe I don't understand where the line is and whether it's paying, like using a GIF to of one of your favorite characters who happens to be black and it's a funny quote that you yourself would say like I've definitely used a lot of like um Mindy from the Mindy Project gifts before because I find her character completely relatable to myself um and now I'm like oh okay well obviously I'm not Indian American so it was is it appropriate for me to be using that even though it's a character and it's like a funny quote you know I'm kind of wondering where the line is so what's your opinion on it so I've just been doing some research, um, mainly because I've seen articles and, and like those shareable infographics on Instagram before. And I was like, yeah, it does kind of irk me when white people share reaction memes and it's a black person because like white people can react and like ugly cry and be quoted from TV shows, but they're not. And so I was kind of like looking into it and, and like the, the information is out there. Like it's, it's very much on the internet for everyone to see. Um, and it is basically the fact that when non-black people use the images and voices of black individuals to explain emotions um, or like, like reactions or whatever, it's really problematic because it perpetuates these negative stereotypes about black people kind of like, the the minstrel and like the black face of the the 19th century it's a form of like digital racism that is so I guess insidious because of its connection to the black face um minstrel type display um from like the 1800s and was used by white actors to portray racist caricatures of black men um which then like led to the way that 
people, especially like white people, view black people in society today. I remember when I was like my first year of university and there was Antoine Dodson who was on a news report saying that someone had broken into his house and that he was quoted saying like, hide your wife, hide your kids. And then it got turned into a YouTube video and the meme oh, yeah, and the all meme. that sort of thing. Yeah. But that perpetuates a stereotype of like black people in the projects and those sorts of things. And then, you know, it keeps popping up and keeps popping up and keeps popping up. And so like you're subconsciously when you're reacting to these videos or, or, sharing memes and tweets and stuff it's perpetuating this like it's still that comical character of of the black person as opposed to black people just being human and like not a joke and so I think that's why I was so annoyed at that Rosa Parks Zoe Claire meme just because it was not even made by a black person for starters that's what irked me and Rosa Parks didn't do yeah. anything so that a white woman could complain about the fact that she was oppressed because of the color of her hair. Like, it's just, it's like such a stupid meme. Like it, yeah, it just pisses me off. And then it was shared by a really big platform <laughs> that supposedly like, you know, is an ally. And then they share it and they're like, ha ha ha, this is so funny. And then they didn't call out the problematic behavior, but shared the meme instead. And that's, I guess that's why I got so mad about that whole situation yeah I totally understand that I guess yeah I guess I just looked at it a different way and I just thought because it was making fun of the person that was being racist that's why it was funny but I do understand your point totally of view and, as well, I, and so. I think if the, the the meme was not of Rosa Parks I would have found it really funny too but I did I did make a comment um on the post and I deleted it and I'm, I regret deleting it because I, I kind of gaslit myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad that I deleted the comment that I left on the post, but I'm just trying to find it. So the comment that I made was basically comparing the continued struggle of black people to people with red hair is really not funny, especially given the current state of events worldwide. I really don't find this funny. I know it's in quotation marks, just a joke, but how are black people supposed to fight for equality when they're being reduced to meme culture all the time? Yeah. And I regret deleting that comment, but that's why I'm talking about it now. Because a lot of, I think too, when I followed the Twitter, the Twitter feed, there was just so much like gif, so many gifs of, of black, like white people being like woke and calling out the racism, but then using black gifs to, to, like the, the, the confused yeah. black man um and then sharing like chris lily um like jonah from tonga and i'm like, uh, uh, like that, uh. that's literal that is literal blackface <laughs> and you're like it, it's it was uh. just really weird and then a lot of comments that's were horrendous. like yeah. redhead lives matter too and i felt like that's just making a mockery then of the black lives matter i feel like people just don't realize that they're doing it so i'm not like I guess I am calling people out, but people just don't even realize that they're doing it because we don't even have the the conversations around the casual racism in Australia. And that is the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I think with um the digital blackface thing though, I mean, obviously I can say like, you know, when you were just saying then that the Chris Lilly gif was obviously really racist and people using like the reaction shots of, you know, black men 
that's racist. But I guess where would you say, and, I, and I'm, I'm not saying there might not even be a line, it may, it may just be like a case by case kind of judgment call that you make, but like, where would you say the line is? Do you think it's inappropriate for like us to post gif reactions of someone? Like, I know that there's a really good gif of um, Oprah and she's really excited and like waving her hands. And I've definitely used that before because I'm like, yay, we're excited. And is that inappropriate? Because we're, it's, you know, she's black and I'm I not think black. it's more the the action and the yeah it's almost like it's a performance um and that it is like a caricature almost um and and I I feel like I don't know enough to talk about it um I I just I I did want to bring it up and, and say that you know, I don't know enough, but if there's information yeah. about out, like out there on the internet and black people are saying don't do it because it's racist, I generally want to share that message because if people say it's racist, it probably is. Um, but I also, yeah, yeah, I'm the first to say that I don't know enough to say more about it. Yeah. I guess I'm just wondering how offensive it would be for and, and that's what I mean. Maybe it's a case by case and maybe it's a judgment call that you make yourself, but I'm just wondering if it would be perceived as offensive. Um, but it, you know, if, if I was to post that just because I was excited about something um, and it really doesn't have anything to do with the fact that Oprah's black, it's just cause she's such a well-known famous figure and she's excited and it's like an exciting. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough yeah. one. I think maybe just be conscious. It's something we just should be yeah, conscious totally. of moving forward. And just give yeah. thought to so yeah but it's so weird that um the bachelor is half on zoom this year I'm because of covid really excited that would to be see what they do with those dates you know netflix had love is blind and well that, that wasn't zoom but that was like not seeing your like date physically and building an emotional connection and i think yeah you know there's a lot uh there's a lot of emphasis i feel like put on relationships especially like in our generation to be very physical very quickly like the sexual connection is important which like it is very important don't get me wrong but I think I I know from my past experiences that I rush into the sexual connection and it clouds my judgment for the emotional connection and that's how I kind of end up in toxic relationships I feel like this is a whole episode I'm like (laughs) Yeah, this is a whole episode. Yeah, well, let's talk about that next time. Yay, I'm excited because you have a really positive experience and I've had a really negative experience, so we can go from there. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. Well, as per usual, if you liked this episode, like and subscribe and share it with your friends and your grandma. (laughs) All right, well, we will talk to you later. Bye.